0: 1 Peter 4:10 it Says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of special of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God. Through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Do you guys got 1 Corinthians twelve seven? It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is, the one, it is the one and the only Spirit who, who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Amen. Father, we ask God for the next few moments. Set me aside, God. Speak through me, God. Speak to your people. Open our minds and open our hearts, oh God. Activate faith tonight, God. Activate gifts and talents tonight. In Jesus' name, we all said? Amen. Amen. You guys can go ahead and be seated here tonight. I don't know, maybe if there's something they could do. I got like a, it sounds real echoey. Amen. So God, God has given us all spiritual gifts. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Or maybe we'll start off with this. God, God has given us all giftings, right? Maybe, maybe we don't see them yet as spiritual gifts, but God has given us abilities, right? We all have abilities, Right. Some of us can can run fast. Some of us can jump high. Some of us can can can, you know, play basketball. Not me. Not me. Just ask Mike and ask Vince. I'm not that good. I I get the lucky shots. Right. I make the sloppy shots and I make them look good. Right. But these guys, they always they they say they grill me all the time because they're all up in my grill. But I don't have those kind of giftings amen. I don't have those kind of talents. I don't have those kind of abilities, but some people do. Some people have, you know, abilities to, to fix cars or to fix motorcycles. That's my thing, right? That's a talent I have. Some people, they could build a house. Some people, they could write music. Some people can write songs. Amen? And, 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 but each and every one of us, we have a gift, right? We have talents. We have abilities that we have developed throughout our lifetime. Right? Different situations, different circumstances, right? Different maybe, uh, 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 you know, situations from growing up have developed these giftings, these talents, these abilities within side of our life. I want to let you know that these giftings and these abilities don't just happen by chance. Amen? They're not just distributed by accident. God doesn't just do a lottery when you're born and, and you get a card with all your abilities that he picked out of a hat. No. He created you specifically for the purpose that you were created for. For the giftings and the talents that you have, God has created you for that. And he has given you the calling and the purpose and the, and the passion to do so, amen? Like we read here, God gives some the, the gift to preach. God gives some the gift to, to lead, to heal, to encourage, to give, amen? God gives different giftings, intercession, prophecy, healing, great faith, miracles, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues. God even gives some the gift of wisdom. Right? I believe our pastor has the gift of wisdom. Right? It seems like he doesn't miss a beat. Right? And that's great. I'm glad that we got a pastor like that. Right? Because if I ever feel lost, I just go to him. Right? But I know it's because he spends time with God. I know that he spends time in the presence of the Lord. Amen? And that's where he's able to strengthen these giftings. Amen? See, spiritual gifts are not just limited to what we read here in the Bible. Right? These are just a few. It says, you know, it says there that there are even more. There are even more giftings that the Spirit of God has. Amen? And I want to let you guys know here tonight that as a body of Christ, God has given us all giftings and talents to be used for His honor and for His glory. Amen? To 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 not only to use them, but to identify them, to discover them, right? To to get a hold of God and allow Him to reveal to you what your purpose is, what your passion is, what your giftings are, what what your strong suits are. Amen. Just like Michael Jordan, just like any of these athletes, right? They weren't born knowing that they were going to be a basketball star. They weren't born knowing that they were going to be, you know, all-star quarterback or they were going to be, you know, this or be that or be a famous actor or musician. They didn't they weren't born like that. It was developed. Right? A gift, a natural ability that was inside of them, but they had to strengthen that ability. They had to equip themselves. They had to train themselves. They had to get, them a, they had to get around people that were going to help them and strengthen their giftings and their talents. Right? I don't think Michael Jordan you know, jumped out of his crib and, and made a slam dunk right away and was selling a bunch of shoes when he was two years old. It doesn't happen like that. It takes a process, right? It takes developing. It takes exercise right? It takes training, it takes hard work, it takes time and perseverance, amen? So tonight what I want to talk about a little bit here is our giftings, our spiritual giftings, because as the body of Christ, we have to uh, have to know what we're gifted in, amen? We have to know what God has equipped us for, amen? And we're getting ready for shotgun. Amen. I'm excited. Are you guys excited about shotgun? Are you guys excited about shaking the bay? Are you guys excited for what we're doing? Amen. My coworkers came in. They, you know, I, I got some of those posters on my windows, right? And I don't know. I kind of get scared driving around Oakland with those posters because you know, <laughs> I don't know. if I'm gonna get pulled over. It's like, why do you got a shotgun on there? Like, what are you doing? But it's okay. It's for God. My coworker, you know. And, but I'm excited. I'm able to tell them about it. I'm excited. But what I'm excited for is the harvest. Amen. I'm excited for what's going to take place the day after. Amen. The day after the event. That's when our real work takes place. It's not all this preparation and making sure that the drama's right. Like, yes, that's important. But our real work starts the day after the drama. Our real work starts that Sunday when we get people coming in and filling up these pews and filling up the balcony and filling up these altars and they're coming and, and they're hungry for God and they're wanting to know more of God and they're wanting to get plugged in and, and they're wondering about baptism and they're wondering about you know, the Spirit of God and they're wondering, how, how am I going to break this drug addiction? How am I going to you know, do this and do that? and How am I going to fix my relationship? They're going to come in. So we have to identify our gifting so that we can help them. That is the purpose of our giftings. That is the purpose of every ability that the Spirit gives us. Amen? So how do we identify these gifts in our life? Amen? The first thing, the first way that we experience these giftings, one, is prayer. Amen? That we pray and we ask God and we, we read in His Word and, and we allow the Spirit to begin to show us our giftings and our talents, our abilities. Right? For some, it may be things that you do naturally. Right? It might be things that you do naturally. Some people are great speakers. Some people are great motivators, great encouragers. Some people, you know, they could believe God for anything. It's natural, right? But we have to allow God to show us. Secondly, we have to just step out. Amen? How do you, how do you know that you have a spiritual gifting By stepping out and trying it. How do you know you're good at baseball? By going to tryouts. How do you know you're good at football? By going to practice. How do you know that if you're good at, at drawing? By picking up a pencil and just trying it. You have to try it, Right? Some of us, I know you're sitting there, and if I say you're called to be a preacher, you might look at me crazy and want to leave. But the reality is you don't know if you're called to be a preacher until you preach. You don't know if you're called to, you know, if you have the gifting of healing somebody until you step out and pray for somebody. Until you lay your hands upon somebody who's sick, and you begin to believe God in faith, and you trust in God, and, and you're praying, God, heal this person of their disease, and the disease is cured. You won't know until you step out and do it. You won't know until you take that chance, right? Till you trust in God. And then I want to let you know something, that even if you do step out and you pray for them and they don't get healed, it's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. You did your job by stepping out. You did your job by taking a chance. Now it's on the Holy Spirit. Now it's on the presence of God. Now, it's in, now the ball's in God's court. amen? That you have to step out in faith and, tr- and allow God to move in the miraculous, in whatever area. Not just praying for people, not just speaking in tongues. Right? Some people, when it comes to speaking in tongues, we we muzzle ourselves. We hear it in our mind, but we don't allow it to come out because we're afraid of what people may think about us. We're afraid that, oh my gosh, they're gonna think that I'm crazy. They're gonna think that I'm one of them weird Christians. They're gonna think that I'm one of those holy rollers that I'm gonna drop on the floor and I'm gonna roll over here and then roll over there, and I'm gonna jump up and do somersaults and all this kind of stuff. It's the Holy Spirit. But if you don't open your mouth, if you don't allow the spirit to move through your life, you'll never know. So many times we hinder God because we don't step out. Instead of stepping out, we step back. Amen. But God has called us to step out in faith. God has called us to step into our giftings, to step into the power that God has for us. Amen. And I want to let you know when the harvest comes after shaking the bay, after shotgun, we're going to need to step out. We're going to need to step up. Amen. We're going to need to answer the call. We're going to need to, you know, may, pray for some people. We're going to need to speak in tongues over people's life. We're going to need to trust God for some things. Amen? But we need to step out. We need to trust in God. Now, I want to let you know, sometimes in identifying our giftings, we think that God's going to bless us with a gift that we love to do. Right? God is going to bless us. Oh, man, I love this and I love that. God is going to just use me because God cares so much about me. I'm his favorite. Right? <laughs> But I want to let you know, God might, God might bless you with a gift that you don't like. God might bless you with a gift that you don't enjoy doing. But you still have to be responsible. You still have to take ownership of that gift. And you still got to step out because it's the call of God upon your life. Did Jesus want to go to the cross and die? No, but it was his gift. It was his, he had to do it for us. He answered the call. Did Moses want to lead the people out of Egypt? No, but he answered the call. Right? Did Gideon want to leave Amen? his little hiding place to go and save his nation? No, but God called him. God gave him a gifting that maybe he really didn't care about. God gave him the ability to lead people when he wanted just to be hiding out in the cellar all by himself. God gives us sometimes giftings and talents and abilities and responsibilities that we necessarily can care less about. But it's not so much about the duty, but it's about who we do the duty for. It's about who we serve, because if we love God, if we care about God, if we want to see God's plan come to pass, if we want to answer the call of God, it doesn't matter what God calls us to do, that we just step out and do it, that we're faithful, that we trust God, that, God, wherever you take me, whatever you, you, you ask of me, whatever you, you demand of me, God, whatever you put before me, I'm going to answer that call. Just like Jesus said, Lord, if it, it, take this cup, but if it's your will, let your will be done. The same attitude that we should have. When the spirit of God comes and leads us and says pray for this person. But I'm timid, I'm afraid. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. I don't know, you know, if I'm do do I put my hand on their shoulder, or on their head? What do I do? But if the if the spirit is leading you, step out and do it. Because you'll then you'll experience the power of God. Then you'll experience the presence of God. So what is the purpose of our spiritual giftings? Why does God give us these abilities? Why does God give us, amen, giftings and talents? One, is to serve others. It's to serve others plainly. It's to serve others. It's not for ourselves, amen? It's not so that we can boast. It's not so that we can look good. It's not so that we can, you know, be put on a flyer or, you know, we could be this or be that or, you know, we could make, you know, billboard top charts or whatever. God gives us giftings and talents so that we can serve other people. So we can serve the body of Christ, amen, so that we can go out to the streets and reach the hurting and reach those who are struggling and reach those who are bound, those who are stuck in drug addiction and gang violence and who are living their life out there in the streets. God gives us these abilities to reach out to them, to serve them, amen? Not only to serve those out in the streets, but also to to benefit the body of Christ. That's why God gives pastors the gift of preaching and, and, the, and the gift of, of discernment and the gift of, you know, counseling, counseling people that are crazy, right? To benefit the body of Christ, amen? It's to, it's to build up the body. And also, mainly, God gives us these gifts and these talents to glorify God, amen? Everything that we do, everything that we are, everything, whether we play piano or play the drums or do the media or serving kids gang or we're part of a play or we we write music or whatever it is, we do it to reach souls but mainly to to please God, to give God glory, to give God honor. Amen? Matthew 5.16 says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's why we serve God. That's why we put our hands to the plow. That's the difference between, amen, a a Christian rapper or a godly rapper and a secular rapper, amen? They're all about getting their money, right? Straight out of Compton, right? It's all about getting my money. Really, that's what it's all about. But when you have someone who, who wants to write songs for God to reach people that are stuck in that lifestyle, it's to please God, amen? So it's our responsibility to use the gifts and the talents the Spirit has given us. To let the world see Christ shine in our lives. Amen. We are the ones that the world is going to see. They're going to see Christ through us. Amen. And when we use our gifts and we work together with our giftings, we can do great things for God. Amen. Pastor Will and Sister Dana, they're using their giftings right now. I'm pretty sure if you asked Pastor Will 10 years ago, would you see yourself in South Africa? No. No. He probably couldn't even see himself off the corner over here in Ramos. Hitting the heavy bag, right? But God took him from here all the way to the other side of the world because he was obedient. Him and Sister Dana. God used them. They were in the home. So even guys in the home, don't underestimate where you're at right now. Don't think God can ever use you. God can use you. I I shared part of this message to the home the other day right and and I was telling them you don't think God can use you you don't think God can can transform your life and you can become a pastor you don't think that you can do great and mighty things you don't think you could preach to to thousands of people look at Pastor Will look at Pastor Sonny where did he come from he came from the streets he was a heroin addict he was a drug addict he he went through the home and look what God used him to do so why not you why not you why not us Amen? Why not the person who, this is your first time here, why can't God use you to do something great? The Spirit of God is willing. The Spirit of God is able. The giftings are inside of you. I want to let you know that when God created you with His hands, amen, and when He breathed life into you with His breath, that He ingrained it within you. He in, He inwove in, and I don't even know if those are the right words, but He put inside of you a gift. He put inside of you talents and abilities, He put inside you supernatural abilities. It's up to us to identify them and to exercise them and to use them for God's honor and for God's glory. Matthew 5, verse 13 through 16. If you guys want to turn there, get some water. Matthew five thirteen through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. You, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We are to be like lights into the dark world, amen? And the way that we shine our light is by using our giftings and by using our abilities, amen? By using the words that God gives us, by using the spirit of God that is within us to impact other people, amen? That's what we're doing with Shotgun. That's, what we're, that's all we're doing with Shotgun is letting the light of God shine. That's, what we're, that's all we're doing. All the, t- all, the, all the time that we put in, all the money that we put in, all, you know, all the, all, everything that we do. It's so that the light of Christ can be shined into a dark world. So that people can see the light and they can be drawn to that light. Amen? Many churches won't even dare to put on a play like this. They'll do a nativity play, right? They'll do a Christmas play. They'll do, you know, an Easter play. Christ is risen. Oh, bright lights. We're coming in with money. What's up? We're coming with Filipino, Filipino. Flyers got shotguns and pastors smoking joints. Like, what is that? Who in their right mind would do something like that? Right? What pastor in their right mind would make a video smoking a blunt? And then post it on Facebook or whatever. And, and then hashtag I Heart My Church. I, I love it though I love it though I take the flyer and I give it to someone and I'm like oh yeah that's my pastor see that big 510 glass on his neck that's my pastor we were out in the Tenderloin the other night and we were passing out flyers and posters and she, the lady's like is there, are any of these actors here tonight and Pastor am standing, standing right there I was like well if you look close enough you might see one and she's looking at me and I'm like it's not me she's looking and she's looking and she's looking and she's looking at Pastor and she's looking at a flyer she's looking at Pastor she's looking at a flyer she's looking at his shoes and she's looking at a flyer and she goes. Is it you? And Pastor's like, he just like keeps watching. But who does that? We do that. Amen. That's what God has given us as a ministry. God has given us this gift. Not only has God given you as individuals gifts, God has given us as a ministry gifts. Amen. He has given us the gift to reach those who are unreachable. Amen. God has given us the ability to reach the drug addict and the gang member, the prostitute, right? And even reach outside of that and reach the self righteous reach the ones that maybe have never put a needle in their arm or never put a bottle to their lips, but they were still godless. They were still hopeless. Maybe they they had something else in their hand and they were wanting to take their life. Maybe they were contemplating taking a bunch of pills and just go sitting in a park somewhere. God has given us the gift to reach those people. God has given us the ability to reach those people. Any other church, I'm sure if they would do what we did, the news would be there and they would want to shut them down. But because we're Victory Outreach, because we have the anointing, and because we have the presence, sorry, and then the power of God, we can do what God has called us to do. He has given us favor, amen? Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for that. So God is calling us to use our gifts to shine bright so that the world can see Christ through us, amen, so that we can be an example, so that we can bring hope to the hopeless, amen? But I wanna let you know that we have a foe, amen? That we have an adversary, amen? That we have somebody working just as hard or maybe even harder than you to get you to fall, to get you to stumble, to get you to lay down your gift and to put it to the side. To, instead of step it out, the enemy's trying to get you to step back. He did it all, he did it, if you read the Bible, every story, there's doubt. Every story, insecurity. Well, I can't talk, well, I can't speak. Well, how is God gonna use me? I'm the least of the least. My family's the least of the least. But I'm a murderer. But I'm a convict, I'm a felon. Don't you see my tattoos? How can God use me? The enemy always tries to discourage. I'm sure right now in your mind, you're thinking, how can God use me? Doesn't he know what I did today? Doesn't he know what I did last night? Doesn't he know what happened to me when I was a kid? God says, I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at your past. I'm not looking at who you think you are. I'm looking at who I created you to be. Amen. I'm looking at who I gifted you to be. God looks at your future. Amen. He looks at your future. He doesn't care what you got tattooed on your skin. He's cared about what you got tattooed on your heart. Do you got Christ? Do you got passion? Do you got a burden with inside of your soul for lost people? for the Spirit of God, for the presence of God? Are you willing to answer the call no matter what God is calling you to do? Whether it's to do something you love or maybe to do something that you're afraid to death about. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of afraid to go to another country. I've been to to Indonesia. That was cool. But some of these other countries are crazy. Some of these other places are off the hook, right? Some of these cities in America are off the hook. What if God was to call you to go to one of these cities? the murder capital of the United States, the murder capital of the world, would you go? Or would you read all the headlines and, I don't know, pastor, I got my job, I got my kids, I got bills. Or are you saying, you know what, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to put my faith in God and I'm going to step out. Even though I have never done this before in my life, even though I've never spoke a word in my life, even though I never laid a hand on a person before in my life, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do it. Whatever God has called you to do, are you willing to do it? Whatever God asks of you, are you willing to give it? God is asking for your talents. God is asking for your time. God is asking for your availability. God is asking for your passion, right? God is asking for your passion. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. The last few months have been hard. They've been hard, and I share with Pastor. I share with Pastor. It's been hard for me. It's been really hard, and, and I, it's like, I even talk, I was like, I don't know why. It's just been hard. I've been wanting to give up, been wanting to throw in the towel. I've been, man, it's, I've, I've done enough. I've served my time. I got saved right out of high school. I went to the training center. I came back, I got involved in ministry. I became the youth leader. You know, I did this, I did that. I felt like I did my dues. I feel like I deserve a break. I just want to sit back, right? I begin to take my eyes off God. I begin to take my eyes off God's gift upon my life, and I begin to put my eyes on other things. I begin to see my coworkers that are my same age, buying houses and buying cars and, and doing this and doing that, and wondering, God, what, what, am I, what did I do wrong? And, and, and I, is my servant in ministry, was that the wrong choice of my life? Should I have done something different? And I was starting to, detour myself from the path that God had for me and I began to try to chase different things and possessions and money and oh maybe if I just work a few more hours or maybe if I just do this or if I just do that but then God slapped me in the face one day he said what are you doing what are you doing what did I call you for what did I what did I pull you from What did I do? Don't you remember? Think back. Where were you? You're here tonight. You look good tonight. Got some nice pants on tonight. Where were you 10 years ago? Where were you 10 days ago? What did God do for you? God, began to remind me. And then God began to remind me of the promises that I made to him. God, if you do this, God, I will serve you. God, God, if you, just, if you heal my dad, God, I'll give you my life. He, this guy should not be here. I'm telling you. Not just because of his bad choices in life. Not just because of drugs and gangs and, oh, well, he, he doesn't deserve to be in the house of God. But I want to let you know the, th- the things that even the doctors say. He, ha- he should not be here. But I believe because of prayers, because of God's favor, God has healed his body. Amen? You might not know. Amen? You might not say it. But I know. Every time that I see him, I know God is good. Because every day is a blessing to God, from God, from him, for him. Amen? So as I begin to remember and begin to think about that and God began to show me that, then I begin to get convicted. And I begin to realize how selfish I've been. How selfish I've been. Well, my time, my money, my giftings, my abilities, I didn't have nothing to begin with in the first place. Everything I have, everything I am is because of God. I remember living in homeless shelters. I remember (laughs) going to the food bank and getting food just so, you know, now I got a house. It's not mine. I rent it, but I live in a house full of wonderful women and a beautiful wife. Amen. I have a good job. My dad's no longer hooked on heroin and no longer in prison. Amen. I'm able to come behind a pulpit and, and preach the word. Right? When, Ten years ago, I, didn't, I thought I was going to be in jail. That was the life I wanted to live. I want to be like my dad. I want to be like this. I want to be that. But God, thank God that God came in and he interv- intervened the way that he did. Amen. I'm so much happier here tonight. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. So the devil wants to take out your light. Amen. The, the devil wants to stop you from shining bright before the Lord. Before the Lord, Amen. Three ways, real quick, that the enemy tries to hide our light. Amen? Or even three ways that we may try to hide our light. Sometimes the enemy, the enemy has nothing even to do with it. Sometimes it's our own insecurities. Number one, the first thing, and, and, and Pastor, he was speaking about it on Sunday, and I really enjoy the series, you know, King David and Goliath, and it really been speaking to me. The first thing that what, what, what happens sometimes is when we, when we should speak out, instead we be quiet. Amen? That's one way that our light doesn't shine is when we, when, instead of speaking out, that we shut ourselves out. Amen? Instead of speaking out loud, we keep quiet. Amen? When we feel that, that, that urge to pray for somebody, when we feel that urge to encourage somebody, when we feel that urge, amen, up here at the altar, when we see somebody and you feel God telling you pray for that person, but we don't or when we're at our job like pastor said and people are doing things and you know it's not right but instead of saying anything because man then, then they're going to judge me then they're going to think that I'm one of those kind of Christians but so we keep ourselves quiet and we put that light underneath the basket and we put that light underneath the table right when God lit that light for it to be on set on top of a stand so that others can see God put you in your job so that you can be an example so that you could be a testimony. I know that's why God put me in my job, because he told me he did. Before I even got hired, God said, I'm gonna put you in a place where you could be a light. But sometimes I still find myself being quiet when I should speak up. Sometimes I find myself sitting down when I should stand up, amen? So I'm praying and I'm asking God, God, give me the strength, God. Give me the ability, God, to stand up, no matter what people may think about me, amen? Amen? So that's one way. Second, the, the second way, amen, in, that, we, that, that we hide our light is not only being quiet when we should speak, but sometimes we just want to go, go along with the crowd. We just want to go along with what everybody else is doing. Oh, well, I was at my family's house, and everybody was drinking, so I just decided to drink with them. Or you know what? I was at my friend's house, and, you know, I didn't want them to think that I was better than them, so I just, when they passed it by me, I just took a little bit. Or, you know, all these different things that we, we find ourselves going with the crowd. Amen? But I, what, it, what it reminds me of is a message that Pastor Chucky spoke years ago. And it was about a salmon, right? And it was about a salmon. And if you, you don't know about salmon, that they're, they're from the ocean. They live in the ocean. They're, they're, you know, they spend most of their life in the ocean. But they have to fight upstream. And they fight upstream so hard that they even die but they fight so hard so they could give birth to the next generation, amen? But sometimes even within our life, God is calling us to fight against the crowd, to give birth to the next generation, to encourage the next group of people, to encourage you know, the junior hires and the high schoolers for the gang here tonight. God is calling you to fight against the crowd. Don't blend in, don't try to blend in. Don't try to, to be relevant so much that you find yourselves going with the, with the flow of the world as Christians, God is calling us to go against the crowd, amen, to fight against the crowd, to go against the, the, the pull of the world, amen, to stand out, to speak out, amen, and thirdly, the obvious one that will dim our light is sin, amen, sin within our life will dim the light of Christ, Sin within our life will, will keep us from wanting to serve God. Sin within our life will distract us. Sin in our life will, will, will cause us to think that, that we're inadequate, that we're unable, that, that there's no way God can use me. He, don't you know what I do? Don't you know, you know my struggles? Don't you know my, falls, my faults and my failures? It's, it's not about that. It's not about that. If you trust in God, God will deal with that. Amen? If you're open about it, God will deal with that. But if we allow sin to come into our life, And we hold on to that sin and we harbor that sin and we allow that sin to become our friend and to become our confidence and to become our go-to, that's when the light begins to get dim. Amen? So the enemy is trying day and night, night and day, 24-7, seven days a week, 365, to to take out your light. God lit you on fire, right? Right? You have to, When you think about the light, think about it in, in the time that this scripture was written. It was written in a time where they didn't have electricity, right? They weren't able just to flip a switch. But the lamp, it was a piece, almost like a lantern, where it had glass, it had a wick, but then down in the bottom it had oil, right? It had oil, and that oil is what made the light bright. And that oil, when you think of oil, you have to think of the anointing of God. Amen. That God has created us all as lamps. Amen. God has created us all, amen, with the ability to light the world. But it's not until the anointing of God fills our lives. It's not until the presence of God fills our lamp and the Spirit of God ignites that fire. Amen. That we're able to shine for the world to see. Without the Holy Spirit, without the anointing of God, we're just a piece of metal and glass. We're just empty. We're just nothing. We have purpose, but we're not doing anything. But when we allow God and the Spirit of God to come and to fill our lives with His power and with His anointing, and we allow the Spirit of God to ignite that wick, ignite that passion, ignite that desire, ignite those giftings, then we can shine for the world to see. So then we could bring light into the darkness. Amen? As the worship team comes tonight, And as they begin to play, tonight I I really believe that God is calling many of us here tonight. Amen? I gotta get out of these lights, it's really hot. I'm trying to step out here, away from my notes. I normally don't do that, but it's hot. Tonight I feel, I've been feeling all day and even the last few days that God wants to do something here that God's never done with me before. Because I can't preach to you a word that I'm not willing to live out. I can't tell you to step out if I'm not willing to step out. I can't tell you to live by faith if I'm not willing to live by faith, right? So tonight, I step down from there to step down here to say, I'm willing to step out with you, amen? To take that step of faith. Now, I, I want to let you guys know something. A few months ago, we had Tony Kemp come. He moves in miracles, he moves in signs, people are healed, right? Legs grow. You know, if you ever if you follow him on Facebook, and then if you ever look at any of his pictures, or you watch any videos, or you read any of his testimonies, right? Miracles take place when he does stuff. Now I'm not saying tonight anybody's legs are gonna grow, it might. But what I'm saying is I feel that God has given me that same anointing. And how I know is because he told me, he, can't, he, he was like, come here, and everybody thought, oh, man, it's gonna go, and he, his arm's gonna get healed. And I was even telling my wife, I was like, my arm's not gonna get healed. Not because I don't have faith. Not because I don't believe God can heal my arm. If you don't know, my arm's crooked. I feel like this is, un- it's unnecessary. I don't need my arm to be healed to serve God any better. But I believe that God wanted me up here to see what he was doing because God was telling me, you're gonna do the same thing that I'm gonna use you to lay hands on people. And that's not the first time. I remember being in the training center. 2004, there in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Pastor Joey Del Rio, he he went on to be with the Lord. Great pastor, great man of God. And I remember being there in the training center. Me and Manny, we took a plane out there. And as soon as we got there, I didn't know nothing. I got saved, I was fresh. I don't even know why Pastor Josie sent me to the training center. But she believed in me. She trusted me, right? I think I was saved a week. I went to one youth service and then boom, I was out to the training center for a year. But when we got there, they were in the middle of a crusade, East Coast invasion, thousands of people from the West Coast there, or hundreds of people, I don't want to exaggerate, hundreds of people, charter buses full. Every morning, chapel, devotion. I never prayed in my life. I never opened the Bible hardly in my life. But it was at that altar call. Pastor Joe, praying for people, praying for people. The Spirit of God is moving, and he begins to prophesy over people's life. He begins to encourage people. He begins to speak words of wisdom into people, things that I've never heard before in my life. And I remember him coming up to me at the altar, and the first time around, he rebuked me because I had my eyes open. I'm looking around, right, and he, he comes up, and he, look, he looks at me, and he goes, Close your eyes. If anybody knows Pastor Joe, he was like that. I'm like, Close your eyes. And he's praying over here, praying over here, praying over here. But then he comes back. And I'm like, oh, man, I better close my eyes. I better close my eyes. And he walks over here. And then he puts his hands on me. And he says, don't think that you're inadequate. God can use you. And he says, you're going to be used to heal the sick. He says, you're going to be used to anoint people for the call of God. This was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. And it wasn't until a few months ago that God reminded me of that night, that day. And he said, I'm going to use you to do the same thing. And again, even Tony Kim, he told me, you're going to be with me in Oakland tonight. And he kept saying, you got to see this. You need to be here, you need to see this. And I'm like, okay, I I believe in God. I'm trying to like, God, how can I believe anymore? God, I'm asking God, God, I don't want to have, God, if I have doubt, remove it, God. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, but then God reminded me. God began to show me. And even these last few days, God reminded me of that day. And he showed me. The reason why I wanted you to see that is so that you would see what I'm going to use you to do. And I want to let you know that God is going to use you guys to do great things. It's not just all about Pastor Esteban. He's the man. But it's not about him. He can't do it all. Even Pastor Toby, he's okay, but he can't do it all. Amen. It's going to take the body of Christ. It's going to take each and every one of us identifying our giftings. It's going to take each and every one of us identifying the call of God upon our life and the power that God has entrusted us. And it's going to take us to step out in faith and to pray for those who need to be prayed for, to answer the call when it needs to be answered, to say I'm willing to do whatever God has called me to do. Go wherever God has called me to go. Be whoever God's called me to be. I'm afraid to pray for people. I really am. I'll pray for you at the altar and... But sometimes I'll feel God tugging on my heart. Oh man, it takes so much for me just to step out. Even tonight, I, w- I wasn't so nervous about coming and preaching. I was nervous from stepping down here and to share with you guys, because God showed me, said, it's not about the message, but it's, well, it's, what's, it's about what's gonna take place. Well, have it if nothing happens? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So tonight, I really believe that God wants to pour out his anointing upon us. Amen. Just like I shared about the lamp, that right now we're all lamps. Some of us, maybe we got some oil, right? Maybe some of us, our flame is on fire. Some of us, it's flickering a little bit. Maybe some of us, we're brand new right out the box. I believe God wants to pour his anointing out into your life because it's the anointing of God that activates the call of God. It's the anointing of God that activates it. It's like two part. I share with the home. I don't know if anybody here does body work if you know what Bondo is or you know what epoxy is. It's a two it's two part. Many paints are two part. One won't work without the other. But you have to mix them together in order for it to work, in order for it to be effective, in order for it to have power, in order for it to stick. You need to mix them t- both together. Amen. And the same thing here tonight. God is going to take your giftings. God is going to take your abilities. And he's going to mix it with his anointing. He's going to mix it with his presence. He's going to mix it with his power. And then it's going to activate the call upon your life. So tonight as the worship team begins to sing. I don't want to all open the altars quite yet. But if you would stand with me.